Do we get okay, so if you, get, if you have your Bible, we're going to be reading out of Proverbs today. And I wanted to kind of uh, give insight about who wrote this book really quick. Uh, King Solomon is actually the person that wrote the book of Proverbs. And I wanted to give you a little background if you're not aware of who King Solomon was. Um, he was known as, like, really, really a wise man. Like, he, he had um, wisdom that was actually granted from the Lord. And so you can find that if you're interested. There's so many cool stories in the Bible that, um, I don't know, just really interesting. But in 1 Kings chapter 3, 5 through 13, is when it talks about how Solomon um, uh, talked to the Lord in a dream. But to give you a background... Uh, King David was his dad, and at the time when he was sick and ill and getting ready to die, he had 17 sons that he had to think about that were all in line for his throne. Um, Originally, he wasn't thinking about Solomon, but some people came, like his wife and everybody came to him and said, you know, you need to think about Solomon taking over the throne. You know, that's, that's who the Lord, or that's who you promised for the Lord, you know, to have as, um, on the throne, which I... I didn't go into much research on that, but uh, long story short, David chose Solomon. He was not the first in line to take over the throne, so he actually was younger in line. So he wasn't the oldest. He wasn't um, probably the most mature one to choose, but David chose him anyway. Uh, so after, David, or after King David died, uh, Solomon took over the throne, and he was this king, and he just started feeling the weight of the responsibility on his shoulders. He's like, Lord, I, I just, he just started feeling this pressure. And so in 1 Kings chapter 3, it talks about how much Solomon loved the Lord. So he went up to a high place, um, Gibeon, or Gideon, I can't remember the uh, high place called. But he went up there and he made a sacrifice to the Lord. And then as he was sleeping, the Lord came to him in a dream and asked, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story, But the Lord asked, well, ask of me what I should give you. And so Solomon, you know, he was saying, I am just but a child, and I don't know what I am doing. I have all these people, the Israelites, that I have to govern, and I have to lead in some way, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I need wisdom and an understanding heart on how to lead these people. So the Lord was very, very pleased with that because he could ask for anything. He could have asked for riches. He could have asked for power, you know, even more power or whatever, you know, anything that would give him gain. But he was thinking about the Israelites and how he can help them and lead them in the right direction. So his wisdom and his understanding heart came from the Lord firsthand. And the Lord said, I will not have anybody else. This is just paraphrasing. But there is no other man before you that is as wise and understanding as you. And there will be nobody else after you that is as wise and understanding to you. So that says a lot about um, the book of Proverbs and the fact that King Solomon had this only, like this profound wisdom that only comes from the Lord. So we want to remember that as we're looking at the book of Proverbs and we want to make sure that Whatever is coming from this book, we know that it's profound and it's just holy, you know. So we're going to go and we're going to start in uh, Proverbs chapter 1, and I'm going to focus on verses 10 through 19. Um, 
And I'll point out some verses a little bit farther into uh, the message here in a little bit. But I kind of wanted to just touch base on this subject. Um, we deal with this at all sorts of ages. Um, even my son, at the age of eight, is dealing with this type of situation. So I'll go ahead and read these verses really quick, and I will kind of, you know, talk about it a little in depth. All right, so uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 10 through 19. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as, thou, as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of every one that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. So within this scripture, there's some pretty powerful words. Um, there's blood mentioned, there's, uh, you know, the grave, the pit, and I'll go into some more detail about what all this means. Uh, first, I want to point out in chapter 10, or I'm sorry, in verse 10, that he, uh, Solomon is saying, my son. So he's saying, you know, I'm wise, and, you know, I want you to hear, and I, I take value in you, like, my son. That's a pretty big deal. So he loves this person that he's talking to. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Like, so sinners is pretty much, I don't know, I looked at the word in the concordance, and it's like a criminal, somebody that has been guilty of something. Um, if I had to relate this to every, like anything, I could say, I mean, if you read the scriptures, you think, well, it's probably a murderer because they're shedding blood. But in my mind, it kind of goes toward other things. I think it's a, a broader instance. Um, let's say somebody who who is known for stealing, somebody who's known for robbing, somebody who's known, uh, we can even put bullying into this category. Um, anything that is unpleasant to the Lord and is just not what he wants us to do, I feel is considered a sin. So the word entice means be roomy, allure, deceive, enlarge, flatter, persuade. So this person is coming to in this situation is coming to you and then saying, or coming to us or whoever, I mean, we all deal with this, and they say, let join in to join in with us, come with us, you know, let's let's do this. And then Solomon is saying, consent not, which is don't be willing to do this. Don't be willing to go with him. Don't be willing to join in on this. Um, and then in verse 11, it says, if they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us work privily for the innocent without cause. So they're pretty much saying, I don't know, like when I read this verse, I feel like, my goodness, this is quite um, almost cowardly. Uh, the word, like they're saying, let's lay in wait. So they're hiding, okay? 
and they're lurking, and their privily means private. So they're in private, like they don't want anybody knowing what they're doing. So they're laying there, and they're waiting. Like I can just see, like, I don't know, it's, it just seems cowardly to me how they're doing this. Um, for the innocent without cause. So they're waiting for somebody that is coming by that is innocent, that is blameless, that, you know, doesn't deserve what they're, you know, going to get ready to go through. Um, and then they're wanting to swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. So the pit is prison. Um, when I think about this, I think about, you know, if somebody's trying to attack somebody and hurt them, they're going to go after a few things. They're going to physically attack them to hurt them, to shed actual blood, or they're going to go after their spiritual being. Um, you can see this in bullying quite a bit. If you see somebody that is attacking this one person just because they seem weaker than, the other, than they are, they are wanting to go after them. They want to hurt them spiritually. They want to make them feel bad. They're wanting to hurt their feelings. And that is drawing blood from their spiritual being. Um, I do believe that that's another way that this verse could be going. Uh, we shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. So they're trying to convince this person to go with them to get their own gain. They're saying, you're going to get something from this. You're going to get something awesome from doing this. You're going to have so much joy, and you're going to fill your own houses with spoil. And I feel like houses could be, you know, you can be technical and say, oh, I'm going to steal something and fill my house with whatever I steal, like your actual house. Or you can steal your something that will fulfill your own house. You know, like your body can be the house. And so if you are doing something to gain something for yourself, so you're filling your own house with things. Um, cast in the lot among us, let us all have one purse. So they are trying to convince this person that if you go in with us, everything that is ours is yours and yours is ours. And we're all going to be so fulfilled in this. Um, and that's not true. My son, my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. So do not fall for this... Um, temptation. Sometimes you get tempted to go with the crowd that seems like they have it all. Um, they seem like, you know, they, they're not living exactly right. You can tell that they're not living exactly right. And you have that feeling, that, you know, convicting feeling that they're not doing exactly what's right. But what's going to hurt me going in with them? What's going to hurt me gossiping about somebody? Um, or what's going to hurt me by joining in, talking bad about somebody, ruining somebody's reputation, which that's another way that you can hurt somebody spiritually. Um, you know, you don't want to be a block in somebody's path. You don't want to be that block that makes somebody stumble. Um, whenever you join in on the gossiping, or join in on picking on somebody, or join in on any type of thing that is not what the Lord wants you to do, the only thing that's going to come from that is death. There's going to be death to you, and there's going to be death to the person that is involved um, on the other side that's getting picked on. Um, so if, if you join into that, there's not anything that's really going to benefit you in the long run. Um, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the person that's involved. And Solomon is saying, stay away from it. Just stay away from it. 
because it's better to just keep yourself distant. Um, For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. So all they want is they're only thinking about doing what's wrong. They take joy in that. They, they only find certain, you know, love for that. Uh, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. So they're going to spread this net out to everybody. When I mentioned that my son deals with this too, he deals with this whenever he's with other little kids that want to do wrong. And here they're going to try to convince him to do it with them. And he's got to learn not to, not to go with it. Um, and then this is very interesting. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So this, this verse right here is saying that these people that are trying to convince you to go in to do this with them, they're only thinking about themselves. They are only thinking about their own gain in it. They don't care about what happens to you in the long run. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind that is a good example of this um, is drinking, going out and drinking alcohol. People, they're not going to want to drink alone. I mean, there's no fun in that. Um, For example, when I was in school, we went to a convention. All my classmates were drinking in their room. Um, I only had one friend who uh, believed the same way I did, and it was only her and I, and we were strong together, and we said, no, we're not going to go up to the room. We're not going to see what's going on, because it is kind of um, luring for the flesh to kind of go up there and see what's going on, because I've never been around that. I've never been exposed, and here I am as an adult, and I can actually go up there and see what this is all about, um, see what goes on, because you don't want to be left out in a way. So, um, but her and I, we stayed strong together. Uh, we said, no, we're not going to do that. And we actually went to the pool instead, and we seen them up there partying in their room. They had flashing lights, you know, everything that looked alluring, um, everything that looked enticing. But what was very, very interesting was the next day. It was very um, eye-opening. They only wanted to talk about and make fun of each other. Uh, They talked about Oh, you know, you looked, you looked, what did you do whenever you were drunk? You know, you looked so silly or you said this silly thing. Like they were making fun of each other for what they were doing when they were drunk. And I was like, I mean, I would not be, I would not be very, you know, I I just don't see like that as a good friend. I don't see as somebody saying if I trip and fall or stumble I don't want them making fun of me. I want them to support me and bring me up and say, you know, I, are you okay? But they were doing something completely different. They were making fun of each other, and they were taking joy in the embarrassment. And I was like, how is that? You know, and I'm like, why? Why is that anything that's fun? So I just, it was just mind-boggling to me um, how they can take such joy in somebody's, humiliation. So that's all they want to do. They want to, they want to um, take things and, and pretty much have something that they can fill a very small void full of joy for a very short time. They're only thinking about themselves. They don't want to party by themselves. They don't want to do all this stuff by themselves because there's no fun in that. Um, they only want to take joy off of your pain and your heartache. So last verse, um, 
So are the ways of every one that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the others thereof. So, I mean, that's pretty much anybody who is wanting to just take their own gain, like hurt other people to make themselves feel better. Um, now, I do realize that whenever I was in these situations, um, I was like, you know what, Lord, I can witness to these people. I can hang out with these people. I can be in their environment, and I will shine the light for you. Like, I can really do your work in these situations, you know? I can be a witness. I'm really strong with you, Lord, and I just think I can do it, you know? Like, I can get with it. I can witness these people, and I can change. Like, I can bring them to you, Lord. And, you know, as Christians, we can feel that way sometimes, right? But I don't really think that um, God intended us to be in the environment with them in order to witness to them. Like, I don't really think that he wants us to be exposed to that. So I want to do a quick activity with you guys um, just to kind of give you an idea about how it is. So I'm going to take two chairs, and then I'm going to take the two sisters here because you guys are pretty much equal in strength. Um, (laughs) You guys are equal, like, you know, height-wise and everything. I wouldn't put a guy and a girl because that wouldn't be fair. So we're going to have two. If I were in lane, it would be. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have Kyron stand on this chair for me. And then I'm gonna have you stand below. Or yeah, sorry. I got you guys mixed up. Alright, now I want to show you guys that Kyron is standing up here. I got that right, right? Okay. <laughs> she's standing on the chair. So she's now, a Christian example. Kyron is, um, she is the example of the Christian. All right. She's walking for the Lord. She's like, you know what? I'm up here. I have salvation. I have the blood of Jesus on my life. I know it. I know the truth. And then we have, I'm sorry. Kavery. Kavery. Okay. I did not want to say the wrong name. I'm telling you, pregnancy brain is real. Anyway. Avery's down here, and she is, you know, not living for the Lord. She doesn't really know who she's Jesus like, why do I have is. to be the sinner? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's the sinner in the situation. Um, so I want you guys to go ahead and join hands. Just one is fine, whatever. And I want Kyron to like start trying to pull her up onto the chair. And then I want, no, no, I, don't want, I want you to start pulling back on her. So you guys are in a you guys are in a tugger war situation. Let's okay. Not have any injuries. <laughs> so you guys are tugger 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 tugger. Tugger. Tuggy. What is it? What am I trying tug to of war. Tug of war with each other. And I want you guys to really get into it. Like you might have to back up. Okay. So I want you guys. I don't want you guys to play. I want you to be serious. I want. I want you to have the thought, I want to win. And I want you to have the thought, I want to win as well. And if you need to back up, like, it's going to get serious here. Okay, so. You can pull her up in that chair. You got it. Now, you guys are sisters. So, okay, perfect. So, Kyron actually just fell off the chair for those that are listening and not able to see what happened. So, I want you girls to tell me exactly what happened here. So, you had the feeling of I'm up higher, I'm, you know, I'm with Jesus, which, you know, I, I listened to Colt's uh, sermon about the, you know, people being washed in the river and everybody up on the high places. Now, Kyron 
was up there. She showed that she had, was a Christian, and she was trying to bring you up to salvation. She was trying to help you get up there. Now, you were fighting back. You weren't ready. You were not ready to have the salvation. You were not ready to have Jesus in your life yet. You know, and you were still fighting back. So you wanted Kyron to come with you. Do you see how this connects to the scripture? Ky- or, I'm sorry. It was easier I'm, for... <laughs> so she was, so the sinner was pulling down the Christian. Now, sometimes the Christian has to just let go. Like You can't have that close relationship that the sinner is wanting you to have because the sinner is going to pull you down whenever you get that close. It's just you guys are battling the flesh. I mean, you guys are familiar with the flesh and the spirit. You guys are still, you are always going to battle with the flesh. And the the flesh is always going to be drawn to the world. I mean, it's always going to be that way. So whenever you're constantly around somebody, you guys can go ahead and sit down. When you're constantly around a sinner that's not ready to come to salvation yet, you're going to have that struggle. And the Christian is always going to have the struggle of the flesh. And the flesh is always going to be tempted. You guys can never get away from that. The devil is always going to tempt the flesh. And it's sometimes easier to go with the flesh than go with the spirit sometimes when you're caught in that situation where you're always in that environment with the sinner. It's just harder. So the best way, and I've had to learn this personally, the best way to do is to separate yourself from the situation and... Hi. <laughs> and the best and the best thing to do is separate yourself from the environment, the situation, so you can pray for them. Like it's it's okay to pray for people, guys. Like if you feel like somebody's laid on your heart, you don't have to go into their sinful environment. You don't have to go in to the bars with them or go to the parties where they're drinking to witness to them. You guys will always have opportunities to witness to somebody outside of that environment. The devil is wanting you to go into that environment so he can suck you in because you're going to, just like it was with me at the hotel, I was interested in what was going on. I wanted to know what was going on. So I had to make sure, and I still witnessed to those classmates, but I didn't have to put myself in that situation where they have the advantage. You know, it's hard whenever you're in there and they have the advantage because they're in the environment that they're comfortable in. So you just need to separate yourself, pray for them earnestly. Like, guys, there's power in prayer. I don't think you guys realize how powerful prayer is. Um, it's such a, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a direct line to Jesus. I mean, it's your saying, you know, Lord, I need you to look at this person, deal with them, convict them. It's okay to ask for the Lord to convict somebody. It really is because he will do it, and he'll do it in his time, but I hope that you guys seen what I mean about trying to pull somebody up to salvation. You are not able to pull them up. Only the power of Jesus can do that. Um, so we need to let Jesus have his way in people's life without putting ourselves in a position where we could be brought down to. So I hope that hit home with somebody tonight or this morning. Um, I don't know what you guys are going through, but I kind of felt like that was what the Lord wanted me to um, touch on today. I was going to do a sermon or a message about um, the devil's war plan and how he 
how he likes to go about deceiving people. But I kind of might do that next Sunday morning. I don't know. I always try to make sure I go where the Lord leads me because he knows what's going on in your lives and I don't. So um, I want to go ahead and pray over this message really quick. And I don't know if you guys want to stay after for prayer or whatever, because if you're dealing with a situation like this, the best thing to do is get Jesus involved. Um, the best thing to do is go to Jesus, run to Jesus, say, Lord, I need, I need you to comfort me in this, because it's hard. It's hard to give it, you know, to avoid peer pressure. Um, it's all around us. It's around us when we're adults. It's around us whenever it's your age. And it's around with angels. <laughs> so if you guys need prayer and strength to overcome that, um, then I think that, I mean, I'm willing, Ryan and I are both willing to pray with you. So, and there's an altar here too, which, I mean, I don't know if we'll have time to uh, sing another song for altar service, but uh, let's go ahead and bow our heads and let's really, when we pray, let's think about like Jesus standing right in front of us. Um, because that's exactly what's going on. Jesus knows exactly what's going on in your life. And he doesn't want you to think that he can't, you can't come to him. Okay? So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for everybody that is in this room. I thank you for everybody that is listening. God, you know, life is not easy. We struggle so much with the world. We struggle with people that are around us, Lord. We struggle for people that are living for the world because it looks like they have so much. And Lord, it looks like they're having so much fun. But God, we learned today that they are actually just, they're just struggling, Lord. They're struggling. They're missing something. They're missing you, Jesus. They're, they're looking for destruction through other people to satisfy that void that only you can satisfy, Lord. You're the only one that can fill that spot in their hearts. And Lord, I pray that whoever is hearing this, God, that you, that you just come to them, Lord, and you show them that your love is all they need, that they don't need to stay and lurk and, and wait for the innocent to, de to be destroyed, God. They don't have to shed that blood to, to you know, um, to get what they need through joy, Lord. And I pray for us that are, are tempted, Lord, to follow these, these individuals, God. I pray that you give us strength to overcome the temptation that is set before us. I, give you, I pray that you give us strength to just say no to the, the people that want us to join into this, Lord. And I pray that, in, in, that we can still witness to them while we're not in their environment, God that we can have strength to just say no and to just come to you, Lord, for that peace and that comfort whenever we are sad about it or, or you know, we see them going down um, into this awful state, Lord. And I just pray for strength for everybody today. In Jesus' name, amen.